Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am the Horatio to Ken's Hamlet. Oh yeah, we're going back to the bard, baby. This week we're going to be talking about the Pacific Division Overview. And uh, I gotta say, there, doing the research, there were some things that uh, surprised me greatly doing this research. So we'll get into it. Before we get started, check out kencampbell.substack.com. <laughs> check out <laughs> at Hockey No Filter on Twitter. Check out underscore Dylan Waugh. Check out Ken at Ken underscore Campbell 27. I don't even know that. I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you know, I, I just I've spent so much time writing you fan mail. Right. <laughs> Correct. That, uh, yeah. You know, I know. All my burner accounts are just set up to troll you. Just mm. so you know. So that's why I've got it memorized. I see. I've gotta, okay. You know, I've got to go to like. Are you, you the know. guy? Are you the guy that told me to eat my toilet? No, no. Are you uh, the guy that told me you wanted me to die in a fire? <laughs> that's the guy. That's the that's guy. The okay. One that I yep. Yeah. I've got like Simple Man 2389287, right? I've got The Joker 82621123, and I've got The Thief. They're all Steppenwolf references, okay. is the point. Okay. All of my burner accounts. <laughs> Gee, I hope that like because I just made those up. I hope that one of those accounts doesn't get like turned out. It's like a serial killer or something. Yeah, that wouldn't be Didn't good. Dylan say that was his yeah. Account? Yeah. Holy smokes! And I've been sitting in his garage for an hour every week <laughs> with a bunch of power tools around me, surrounded by suspicious carpentry equipment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, you really stocked up on uh, duct tape and garbage bags recently? Yeah, I see. Yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, we were worried that we used up all the banter last night, but yeah, we uh, didn't. We apparently didn't. not. It is a a, a limitless yeah. Uh, um, I uh, cavalcade of 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 of, of fancy of witty, word talks. Of witty banter. Um, I uh, I went to see the Elvis movie last night. I don't like biopics a lot, but how was it? It was spectacular. Was it? Yeah, I cannot believe they they. Jammed that entire story into two and a half hours. Really? Um, yeah, it was really good. And the guy who played Elvis, a guy by the name of Austin Butler. Yeah. Doppelganger for Jack Hughes. Doppelganger. <laughs> Looks right. exactly like Jack Hughes. So he'll be doing the Jack Hughes biopic <laughs> yeah, soon. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Or his son, I guess, will have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyways, yeah, that's well, that's my life. 
you know, I, uh, I, uh, when I was a kid, my dad, um, he, uh, he, he was in the theater. He, he acted and directed and did, uh, technical stuff throughout much of his life. So he loved the theater. And, uh, I think he said, they said they took me to the Buddy Holly story. Okay. And at the end I cried when Buddy Holly died in the plane crash. Oh, great. He gave the whole thing away. (laughs) Oh, great. Now you're going to tell me the big bopper was on that plane too. (laughs) Goodbye, baby. (laughs) Apparently somebody told me Waylon Jennings was supposed to be on that plane. Get out of town. And he backed out at the last minute. Okay. So, and and somebody else got on. So Steve Ray Vaughn died on a helicopter. Yeah. You know whose helicopter it was? Waylon Jennings's? <laughs> I don't know who's. He's just murdering people left, right, and center. I think we need to look into this guy. No, Eric Clapton's. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. And one of those guitar players I like a lot, and one of those guitar players I don't really like that much, and is also a, a notorious jerk. Wow. Okay, so I, I'm hoping that the guy that's alive is the guy you're calling a jerk. Yes. Oh, okay. And you don't Steve like Ray him, Steve Ray is possibly my favorite guitar player of You all don't time. like him, eh? Steve Ray Vaughan oh. is kind of tied with Chet Atkins as like, but you, you don't, you anyway. don't like him. You don't, you don't like Eric Clapton. No, no. And, and, and part you of you don't that, like his music or you don't like his whole persona. Kind of both. Part of yeah. that is that he's just been like shoved down my throat my whole life as like the best guitar player of all time. Ooh, check out classical gas. <laughs> it's such wow. range. Yeah, well, we all know Mark Knopfler's the greatest guitar player of all time. You know what? I'll accept that. We all know that. I'll accept that. We all know way that. more. Mark Knopfler did uh, did a lot of stuff with Chet Atkins. He did. He was and Chet was Atkins fantastic. was a huge, huge influence on him. Right, huge influence. So, yeah. one of my favorite guitar players is, Great, is the best. influence of one of your favorite guitar players. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, speaking of music and not liking people. There's a, I, I saw a trailer for a movie called Hallelujah about Leonard Cohen. Oh boy. Like, like I'm, I, I can't, can't stay, wait. I can't stay far enough away from that. <laughs> I hate the song yeah. and I'm not crazy about the artist. Yeah. So there you go. I, don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out as a hot take because everybody loves that song. I think it's a cliched hackneyed piece of junk, but anyways, that's I, just me. I don't know who doesn't like Leonard Cohen. And, and and like I oh, it's he's one of these guys. Oh, I wear a fedora, therefore I'm a genius. No, but I, you know I'm what I mean. Not a like huge it's like fan. Like I don't listen to his music. Like I, I don't. But but there. But I feel like there's something uh, inviting about his personality. I guess I don't know. It annoys me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, Ken, you're just mad that you didn't think of the fedora look first, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So should we talk about the Pacific Division? <laughs> We talk about I don't hockey? know. We were having we were having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, well, that witty banter. If if only we could just figure out who Guitar John was, then we know who the real best exactly. guitar player all, exactly. all the time. Exactly, he knows all the chords. Right, he has Everyone. a day job. He has a day job. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And final plug. It's Guitar George, not Guitar John. Whoops. <laughs> Is it Guitar George? I think so. Guitar George. He knows all the fancy there chords. Goes Guitar John. He knows all the chords. I thought it was guitar. Jo- oh, okay. Well, we uh, we'll have to we'll have to come up with the listeners. The leave it in the comments. Yeah. yeah. Um, final, he doesn't care if it cries or sings. Anyways, go ahead. Final okay. final take on on one of the best guitar albums of all time is Joe Pass with Roy Clark doing jazz versions 
of Hank Williams tunes. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. It is like, I've like, nobody's heard of this album. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, think about it. Roy Clark and Joe Pass. Like, Roy Clark and Joe Pass. Like, you know what? Why say anything more than that? Yeah, but could they do the could they do that? So before I wanted something lighter and more fun, but Ken was like, things gotta be hard hitting now, you know? Hard hitting journalism should have heavy metal guitar. And so I pooped out that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're going to be doing a division overviews. We're going to be talking about the teams last year and then notable additions, notable subtractions of the teams. And we will be going in order of worst team in the division to best team in the division. Last wow. year. Last year. Last year. And then we'll be predicting uh, how they. Uh, you're looking at my order here and you you already said, wow. No, I'm, I'm saying, oh. wow, because I did all of this. Yeah. I've got like eight pages of notes on teams. And then I sent Ken those notes just to just to yeah, edit or whatever. And then Ken wrote his own large amounts of notes. Well, yours was all based on on nerdy stuff. <laughs> and we would have it another oh, way because Corsi, I didn't even like like uh Corsi 4 percentage I, I didn't even look at that sorry didn't even look at it that's fine that's for me yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah you had to share it with me for some reason yeah don't anyways. don't don't worry too much about it you'll go gray oh that's nice yeah yeah it's make you feel does that make you feel <laughs> makes you good feel about much, yourself you much better yeah like to tear people you know build yourself up by tearing other people <laughs> Listen, down ken yeah you're a very strong person okay <laughs> but as my dad would say smell isn't everything oh god oh god <laughs> that's awful so we're gonna be starting with the seattle kraken okay so firstly Last place in the Pacific Division last year. Yeah, they had a lousy save percentage, it looks like, right here. Is, oh. that, fi- is that five on five, or is that... Uh... That's five on five. Holy crap. Yeah, they had the worst... Second yeah, Philip worst... Grubauer was terrible last yeah. year. They had the he second worst save percentage in the league last year at five versus five. But anyways, 27, 49, and six, uh, and a goal differential of minus... 69! Nice. <laughs> nice. Minus 69. Uh, notable departures, Connor Carrick, Daniel Sprong, um, Victor Rask. No. Uh, yeah. Victor Rask, Riley Shahan. Are those really notable though? Like, are they really, are they really? Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's the Seattle crack and like yeah. they're the worst team in the league. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Or the second worst team in the league, third yep. worst team in the league, right? Worst team in the division, right? Yeah. Additions, Bjorkstrand, Burakovsky, Schultz. Shane Wright, and the guy who's really the, the known known as the saver of save percentages, Martin, Martin Jones. Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's what you that's what you want. Hey, we had the worst save percentage in the league last year. Let's go out and get Martin Jones. Yeah, yeah. So I think you can add Maddie Beneers to that too. I know he was there yeah, at the yeah. end last year. Yeah, but I think you can add him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, you're right. I, I think Seattle's going to be much better. Yeah, I, I don't think Grubauer can be worse. I think, yeah. and I think he's going to have to be a lot better next year because the the answer is not their backup. Yeah. Um. You, you know, I I look forward to a full year of Matty Beniers as their number one center. Um. You know, he was a point of game guy when he came came uh, at the end of the season, 
And he showed every indication that he is as advertised. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's going to be really good. If I'm them, I don't know if I keep Shane Wright around all year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I don't send him back to junior. Yeah. Um, cause I think, I think the, I think the pressure's off now, you know, he was picked <clears> fourth. <throat> he wasn't picked first overall. They, they don't have to keep him around. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things he could probably still accomplish at the junior level, uh, without having to go through the grind of being a bottom tier team in the NHL. Um, yeah. that being said, I think they're going to be better. Mm-hmm. I think Bjorkstrand was a great addition. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. I, I think the, the Bierkowski signing, I mean, he's not going to put up the same number of points in, in Seattle that he did in Colorado, but I, I, I think that that gives him some punch. I think after a, a first year where it was kind of meh, where Ron Francis was kind of meh, I thought he did a really good job uh, this year. I think their draft this year was excellent, mm-hmm. uh, but that that's not going to bear any fruit for at least a couple of years, so... No, I mean, I, I think that it, it comes down to like they had they had their head above water in terms of Corsi four percentage, 13th in the league. So top half of the league for Corsi four percentage. And then they have the second worst save percentage in the league. Right. I, I'm not the biggest Grubauer fan in the world, but I do think that he's a competent starting NHL goalie. I think that I mean, he was getting some Vesna love two years ago. Yep. And I, I wouldn't put him there. But he's also not the worst goalie in the league. Like, right. far, right. far from it. He's a good, yeah. you know, solid <clears throat> whatever. And he's, you know, making something that's commensurate to a solid goaltender. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I can't see them having the second worst save percentage in the league again next year. Yeah. And and if that alone should bolster them up a few points in the standings. Yeah, I think I think you're looking at a team that, this year will be what they thought they were going to be last year. And right. that is a team that kind of is maybe close to a 500 team. Yeah. Um, but we all know that that's not even close to being good enough to make the playoffs. No, so, no. so they, you know, I mean, that's, I think we're pretty sure that they're not going to be there. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to move on to the next team? Yes. All right. We make the, the, paper flipping sound for the microphone like the old radio dramas yeah (laughs) it was at that moment that little Susie woke up to see aliens from outer space what are you doing (laughs) what is that i'm sorry i just don't know (laughs) it was at that moment that i decided to become hg wells (laughs) all right now you don't think that we're going to fool anybody on uh, on this so. podcast? I, yeah, I, that there's I an think, alien invasion. No, I I think the that we've that story been... was made up, eh? The... Nobody got fooled by by War of the Worlds. Radio dramas were as common back then as a TV show nowadays. Okay, just like nobody's watched Independence Day and thought, you know, that the aliens blew up the White House. Right. I always thought that people would have to be pretty dumb to 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 <laughs> to, to swallow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the family that got like their first radio that week and they're like, you know, they just turned it on and they're like, holy smoke. He said it on the radio, so it must be true. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I saw it on Facebook. So, <laughs> all right. The Anaheim Ducks were the second last place in the Pacific Division. Uh, they had a record of 31, 37 and 14. Good for 76 points and a goal differential of minus 39. So 30 better than the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Right. Um Tell me what you're thinking about the uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Obviously, the departures. The biggest one is uh, 
um, Ryan, Ryan Getzloff. Ryan Getzloff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, it's funny because I was looking at a lot of the transactions when I was doing the research for this, and, like, some of them were paper. And so every once in a while you'd see, like, uh, like I saw, um, what's his name? Uh, from Detroit, I, Pavel Datsuk officially retired this year. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And and this Shea, one I saw. Uh, Shea Weber, Kels- Shea Weber is now a, a member of the yeah. Vegas Vegas Yeah, Vegas yeah. Gold, yeah. Gold and and, and uh, anyways, uh, Kessler retired as well. Ah, okay. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to put that under departures. Nope. Yeah, nope. doesn't nope. seem to make a lot of sense. Yeah. But they added John Klingberg, which was a really interesting one. They added Ryan Strom, which is a pretty interesting one. Yeah. They, the only one that they lost that I'm just like. Why would you do that? Is Sonny Milano? Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a that was that was a a, a bit of an interesting one. They did they chose not to qualify him, and he became yeah. an unrestricted free agent. Um, one half of the Dishigan goal. Yeah, I guess you know. I guess they think that he's a good bad team player. That's that's all I can come up with is that you know he's going to get a points on a bad team, but he doesn't really help you win. Whereas you know you bring in a guy like Mason McTavish. Right this year, and he's a guy, <laughs> as we all saw in the World Juniors, yeah. who can who can be a difference maker. Right, you know he he's he's going to he's probably going to start out on their third line, but I would not be surprised if he moves up that lineup as the year goes on. Yeah, and and plays a much more uh, prominent role because this is really a team in transition, right? Like in both in the front office and on the ice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they, they, they've got a new GM, a relatively new GM in Pat Verbeek, you yeah. know, Ryan Geslaff has retired, you know, the torch is being passed. I think Klingberg is, you know, they're those young guys like Trevor Zegras and, 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 uh, Dylan Strom and, and Mason McTavish or sorry, Ryan Strom and yeah. McTavish. They're going to love having that guy back there. Oh, 100%. They are absolutely going to love having that guy back there because as soon as you get possession yeah, of the defensive be, zone, because go. It's somebody's, somebody's going to get you the puck. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and I think it was really important that John Gibson kind of staked his, put his stake in the ground there, you know, yeah. like, cause there'd been a lot of, even though he didn't have a great year last year, um, I still think he's, he's one of the better goalies in the NHL. Yeah. And so like, there was a lot of talk about him not wanting to stick around for a rebuild and all this other stuff, but he basically said, no, I'm, I'm here and I want to be here and I want to stay here. I think that's really important. I would definitely go as far as to say that he had a bad year last <clears throat> year. Yeah. And so I look at them as being another team that just goaltending alone could improve them a little bit, mm-hmm. but, um, Regarding what you said about Sonny Milano, uh, I don't know. It's just like, oh, no, he put up points on a bad team. It's just kind of like, I don't know. I Well, no, I I mean, it, there was probably money considerations. Yeah. You know, I mean, there obviously were money considerations. They thought that qualifying him at, at whatever he was making yeah. was not a good spend, yeah. you know? So yeah. um, they had a pretty bad expected goals for a percentage. Not- Has anybody picked him up? No. Yeah, well. He's out there. Okay, so what does that tell you, Dylan? We're we're you know rookie camps going on right now. It's the yeah. beginning of September, and a guy who anybody could get for just money yeah. is is still out there. That's a good point. I mean, obviously, the if if the Ducks are wrong, so are a lot of other teams. Right. You yeah, know what I mean? Like if they're point. wrong, everybody else is wrong too. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying they're not wrong. I'm just saying if they are everybody's getting this one wrong. Yeah. They're not the only ones yeah, to, to be yeah. seeing what they're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, 20th for expected goals, four percentage, 22nd for Corsi, four percentage, 
23rd for save percentage. Basically, what I'm getting at. <sighs> yep. 20th in Corsi 4 percentage. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad combination. Basically, what I'm getting at is that they didn't they didn't have a good showing anywhere. No. No. Minus 39 goal differential. Like, like I guess what I'm trying to say is that something has to drastically change with the way that they play on top of the save percentage, right? Like the Seattle Kraken had better underlying numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I I feel like, you know, better save percentage might, you know, buy them a few extra wins, but I, I don't know how much it really moves the needle on the Anaheim Ducks. Not in the short term. Yeah, uh, but it's not, I don't think the Anaheim Ducks are too worried about. Oh, no, I think term. that if they wind up yeah. in a wild card spot, they're oh, yeah, that, happy that's, as a clam. Which is, I don't think going to happen, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you I mean, you want to you be competing for one. You want to be playing Sorry, meaningful Did I say games. wild card spot? Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I meant to say um, uh, lottery spot. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, the opposite of that. Right. Yeah. Sometimes right. I have this thing where I just say the exact opposite of what I meant. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. I really like working with you, Ken. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> Good yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be one of the San Jose Sharks? Yes, sir. All right. Third last place in the Pacific Division. They had a record of 32, 37, and 13. Good for 77 points. Only one more point than the Anaheim Ducks. Quite the jump, eh? 16 points between the Seattle Kraken and, and, uh, and the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. And then one point between San Jose and Anaheim. And anyways, and a, uh, and a goal differential of minus 50. Yeah. Yeah. Worst goal differential in the division than the Ducks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were minus. 39. Oh, no, no, no. Seattle was minus 69. You said, yeah, yeah. Seattle okay. was minus 69. But worst goal differential than the Ducks is the San Jose Sharks, right? Not ideal. Nope. Uh, what do you want to say about the uh San Jose Sharks? I, I really think that the San Jose Sharks are going to be a sneaky, sneaky contender for last overall. I really oh. do. I really do. I, th- I think you they- suckered me in. I was like, yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah, 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 Shut yeah, up. Yeah. Get out of here. No, I, I really think they could, they could, uh, they could win the marathon. That is the turtle race. Yeah. Um, I think they, I think they have the personnel to do it. <laughs> um, you know, I, no, I, I really think they're, they're never before has yeah, a nation yeah. <laughs> all united under such a. <laughs> so they're terribly, they're terrible. On both sides of five on five. They're, yeah. They don't score goals and they give up a lot of chances. Uh, losing Brent Burns obviously is going to be, oh. it, it is is a huge, huge blow for this team. Yeah. Um, I think Capo Kakinen, although goaltending I don't think was a real problem with Reimer and Hill last year. Um, yeah. You know, they were, they were decent. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this whole three goalie situation because they still they added Kapokakinen in the in the off season, and I, I think he's the presumptive number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I mean, he will dictate a lot of their fortunes. But I just, I, I really, you know, I really think that this team is is set up to take a run at Connor Bedard. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what happened. A few years ago, I thought uh, that I'd try to get back into paddling, just, you know, not competitively, but just uh, 
you know, as a thing to do in the summer. Yeah. And uh, so I went to the Masters War Canoe. And one of the guys that was there since I was paddling said, well, wah, welcome to the Masters War Canoe. We don't paddle for very long, but we also don't paddle very hard. And that's kind of like them. It's like, well, yeah. welcome to the San Jose Sharks. We're not very good defensively, but we're also not very not good. very good offensively. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's um, there will be lots of goals. Yeah, we just won't be scoring them. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be taking part in those in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think you're right. They could be a sneaky last place pick. Um, it's kind of weird that they made additions. Yeah, right. The one that like jumps out to me is Oscar Lindblom and Evgeny Svechnikov. Are the well, two? The, see, that's that's what I mean, though. They're just guys, right? Yeah, but I guess I would associate those as guys that you know a team that's going for it wants as their bottom, you know, right, guys, right, right, right. Like you know what I mean? Like they'd be very good contributors on on a contending team at the in the bottom six. Yeah, of course. Maybe the bottom three. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, so it's anyways, it's just it's just weird to be loading up. <clears throat> anyways, I don't I don't understand the team. I don't know that they quite understand the direction yet. Well, yeah, but I mean, Mike Greer just got there and I think yeah. he's sort of kind of figuring things out as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you want to go out and and like at least they're not sending mixed messages. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to have guys, you got to have guys and, and you can't just say, Oh yeah, we're going to lose every game and it's all going to be great because then you establish <laughs> a losing culture. You got to have guys there. Yeah. You got to have guys who can play. You got to be able to compete. You know, I mean, you got to be able to instill in your opponent that any given night we might be able to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um in terms of goaltending james reimer i've always liked yeah i've always thought that he was a pretty decent goaltender that's that's probably a good way to describe him decent nhl goaltender well we talked about philip grubauer yeah having a bad year yeah yeah you know i mean james reimer doesn't have horrendous years no like he doesn't he's no. either he's either pretty good or good yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we've like, and, and, that's and you the know thing. why? On all kinds of different teams as well, from the least. So like James to Florida Reimer, James to, Reimer could step into Colorado and be their number one goalie. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Colorado would kill to have James Reimer step in and be their number one goalie right now. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves here. With Alexander Georgiev? Yeah, yeah? exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. They would do that trade one for one every day of the week. I'm convinced. Okay. Uh, all right. Do you want to um, move on to the Vancouver Canucks? Yep. So this one's where I've got my hot take. But anyways, fourth last place in the division. Okay. That's fourth place. Or is that fifth place? That's uh, like why do you say fourth last? That's fifth place. Okay, just say fifth place. You know why? So so the Edmonton why? Oilers finished do you, do you eighth last in the division. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but do you want to know why though? No. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The reason why is because um out of the playoffs. Okay. Right? I did like, you know okay, what I mean? I did it okay, ascending okay. and then descending for teams that were in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. I'll you see? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You see, like it, it doesn't, my brain doesn't work often, but when it works, boy, watch it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Vancouver, 
I'm not always the most eloquent of speakers, but occasionally I find good word stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have a way with words. As Steve <laughs> Martin used to say, some people have a way with words. Others not have way, I guess. <laughs> as, uh, as Roy Clark said, <laughs> sometimes he has a way with words, referring to one of the other casts on Hee Haw, and sometimes words have a way with him. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Vancouver Canucks, fourth last place in the division. Or fifth. Or fifth in the division. Yep. 40 wins, 30 losses, 12 overtime losses. Good for 92 points. San Jose had 77, so another huge jump. And a goal differential of plus 13. So we're in the pluses. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, what do you think of this team? Well, I, I really struggled whether or not to make these guys a playoff team. I didn't. You didn't struggle. You I think, didn't struggle. You, th- you think they're going to be one? No, no chance. Okay, no chance. Okay. I went I I in the end I went 5 and 3. I went 5 in the 5 in the central and 3 in the uh 3 in the Pacific. Okay. So that even if the and I've got Vancouver finishing 4th in the Pacific. Yeah. So that still puts them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um and one of the reasons, I mean, Bruce Boudreaux is the master of the turnaround, okay? He is. He is. And and he's got now he's got a full season. Yeah. His first full season with this team. Yeah. Um he basically turned their penalty killing around like that. He went, he went, why are you putting your worst players out on the penalty kill? Why do we not have Elias Pettersson? Because Don and Bo- Cherry said <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. Why are we, why do we not have Elias Pettersson and Bo Horvat out there on the penalty kill? Right. And he did that and instantly their penalty killing became better. Um, you know, obviously Pettersson has to get off to a way better start. Mm-hmm. I think he had four goals in his first 26 games or something last year. It was a slow year. start. It was a very, year. very slow start. You know, Quinn Hughes... Uh, obviously one of the best offensive defensemen in the league defensively can be a bit of an adventure, but I think the, the, the strength of, of the Vancouver Canucks is going to be in goal. And I think, I think Thatcher Demko is a Vezina trophy winner waiting to happen. I, I really do. I believe I he's, with you. I believe he's going to be an elite goalie in this league. And, and I think it's, we're going to start seeing that. In, if we haven't seen it already, we're going to really start seeing it on a consistent basis, probably beginning this year. Yeah, I I actually, I agree with you. That being said, um, the reason why I put them out of the playoffs mm. is actually goaltending. Ooh. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. They had the best five versus five team save percentage in the league last year. Mm-hmm. I think that Thatcher Demko is going to be a Vesna candidate. I agree with you. Yeah. But as you pointed out, Quinn Hughes defensively leaves a little to be desired. Yeah. They're, they're Oliver yep. Ekman Larson defensively leaves a lot, leaves to a lot to be desired. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, even if Thatcher Demko wins the Vesna next year, it wouldn't be a stretch to say that they go from first to 10th five on five save percentage in the league. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it's, it's not, that wouldn't be like a crazy, hot take in my mind, even with Thatcher Demko playing, having an even better year. I just, I just don't see how that's sustainable for a team that doesn't have the defensive chops to back that up. Okay. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So of course, before they were 16th expected goals for percentage, they were 18th. Like they were middle of the pack for the advanced metrics. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the save percentage. And then, so who do they add? Zemenko. Well, basically, Lazar. Kaiser's on a PTO. Lazar and Mikheyev are their big big additions. Right. Yeah. 
and they don't really lose any anybody. Alex Chason, but yeah, you know, Yaroslav Halak, which is, you know, again, right? So they don't really lose anybody. And, but their big additions are Mikheyev and Lazar. I don't think that that helps them on that defensive end. So I mean, they're they're going to be put in a situation next year. And if any coach can do it, it's Bruce Boudreau. But where I think they're going to have to outscore a lot, yeah, because a, a goaltender, even the best goaltender in the league, can only outperform his. Uh, environment by so much. Okay. You know? Yeah. So you're, you're saying that there's I think they're possible, falling. possible breakdown here. Yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. They're, I think okay. that they're falling. I, okay. I, I think that they, well, we'll get to our standings at the end. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to our standings at the end, but I think that they're falling. Hey, everybody. NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on a stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So uh, before we move on to the Vegas Golden Knights and get into the almost playoff bracket of this, (laughs) check out, just because we're midway through, kencampbell.substack.com. And uh, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts at kencampbell.substack.com. You can also uh, 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 subscribe. And take a look today. I, I have a fairly interesting piece going up today. Yeah. About Dominic Hasek. And he's he's been really calling out Russian players and the NHL. And he wants to prevent the Russian guys on the San Jose Sharks and Nashville Predators from playing in the Czech Republic when they kick off the season, the first two games, because Nashville and, and San Jose are playing two games in Prague. And he yeah. wants basically... For Nashville, he wants Yakov Trenin, and yeah. for and for San Jose, he wants Barbanov and Svechnikov. He doesn't want he doesn't want to see them playing because he thinks it's a, an advertisement for the war. Anyways, he's very very outspoken about yeah, all yeah. of this. So yeah. Anyways, check that out. I've, I've been following that a little bit with um, with Hashik, so I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. coming yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you can also get this podcast directly into your inbox <clears> if you <throat> sign up for KenCampbell.substack.com, and then bingo, you don't even have to follow us on Twitter. I'll do that too. Well, you should do that too, yep. but you know, we can be a little annoying. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I can. My constant vying for attention. the uh, <laughs> the Los An- uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're called the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, guys. It took me like twenty. It, it was like last year that I stopped saying Mighty Ducks. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights ended off 43-31-8 for 94 points, goal differential of plus 18. So they only beat Vancouver by two points. Yep. Brutal. Yep. (laughs) They missed the playoffs by like two points. Brutal. 
Talk about the mushy middle, eh? Well, they were they had a lot of injuries last they year. They did have they, a lot they, of injuries. There was like the hockey gods were like putting pins in every Vegas Golden Knights doll that they could find. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> however, he talked about my notes. Here's what, I, here's what I wrote for Vegas Golden Knights. I see hot, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Vegas will be a steaming pile of shit this season. <laughs> it had to be steaming, eh? Yeah. It's cooking in the desert heat. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah. You've I, seen frying an egg on the road. <laughs> Have you seen I, the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights left out on the road? I think in I, I think this year is going to be the year of reckoning for this team. And really? they are going to pay and pay dearly for chasing every shiny new thing that's out there. And and I I I just feel well, like I'd hardly call Phil Kessel any of those things. <laughs> yeah. Not shiny, not new. Yeah. And he's and, only one of those. Yeah. He's thing. a thing. He's yeah. a thing. <laughs> it's interesting, eh? Like it's so Because weird. he's indestructible. Yeah. Wow, this works on levels. He's the thing. Yeah. The thing. It's so it's so interesting, right? Like the 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 Iron Man record stood for thirty five years. Yeah. Before Keith Yandel broke it last year. Yeah. When Phil Kessel plays his eighth game this year, he's going to break it after like six months. Yeah. <laughs> and it, now I know that there was a controversy about him flying out to see the birth of his baby and then flying back to play a game or playing a little bit of a game or whatever the case oh, was. Oh, oh, there's no, there's no doubt that it, it has, he's diminished by the fact that he wants to play every game. But uh, yeah. what, what I was going to say was, I'd say that the, that, Phil Kessel is still a very good contributor in the NHL. Yep. And so he deserves to play. Sure, sure. I don't think that the same could have been said necessarily for Keith Yandel towards the end of his Ironman streak. Right, right. Just um, saying. Look, uh, what's his name? Carl Alsner had his Ironman streak cut short by a healthy scratch. Yeah, and then he got sent to the minors and has never been seen again. He had actually a couple games up in the, oh, did he? In the bigs. But yeah, um, not much. It'll be interesting. You know, what's really interesting is, and I was thinking about this. So, so we presume that Phil Kessel's going to get the, the Iron Man record, right? Um, does that get him into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Okay, so, that's a, that's a no, no, real. I, I think wanna, I think I'm, that's a really good question. I have an answer, and then I have my two answer. Two time Stanley Cup winner, yeah, mastered in Trophy winner, yeah. Um, you know, probably should have been the Conn Smythe winner in twenty seventeen, yeah. Um, he was very, very good for Pittsburgh on a very, very good team. Uh, was, was, a was a, a, was a key contributor to two Stanley cup winners. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a debate worth having. I, I think it, I really, I get, especially, especially with, if he gets the Ironman streak, I think it's definitely a debate worth having. I think he gets into the hockey hall of fame, but I don't think that I'd necessarily put him there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's, right, that's that's fair. Yeah, I have an answer and I have my answer, right? That's um, fair. They uh, here, here's what interests me about them. They have the eighth best Corsi four in the league at five versus five, the tenth best expected goals four percentage at the league at five versus five, but the twentieth best save percentage in the league at five versus five. So the trouble is, is that with Robin Leonard on LTIR. Their goaltending situation becomes very erratic. Laurent Brassois, Laurent who's Brassois, hurt. who's hurt, who's hurt. But yeah. I think that, but he's expected to start early in the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like he's sort of their de facto number one. 
Aiden Hill brought in for, um, you know, uh, Logan. Well, and they brought in Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> I mean, they brought in Michael Hutchinson. I so what does that tell you? Question mark, question yeah, mark yeah, yeah. after bringing Michael Hutchinson. Well, no, because yeah. it was under notable additions. Right. Like, I don't know how notable that is, but <laughs> they brought, they brought him in. Notable doesn't have to mean good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, maybe Logan Thompson is ready to, what, what is he, 24, 25? He's sh- maybe he's I, ready to I, jump maybe, into that Maybe fold. he's ready to yeah. be a number one goalie in the NHL. So here, here's what I'll say about them. I don't think that they're going to be bad this year. I think they're probably going to be good this year. Yeah. I think that. I just feel like, I just feel like there's a whole. Like just a horrible vibe around this whole organization. You know what changes like that vibe they for went, me? They went, they went from being the golden misfits to the league's darling to the evil empire in record time. Like they really did. They really did. Like people hate them now. Yeah, I know. You know, I kind of like them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the reason why though is because I like a heel every once in a okay. while. You know. Yeah, yeah. And Toronto's where I live. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I don't like that being the heel. I kind of I like Vegas as the heel. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like that about them. I mean, Patchetti's gone. Dodonov's gone. Dodonov was very good for them down the stretch. Dylan Coglin is another one. They had to give up in that trade with Carolina yes. just to get rid of Patchetti's salary. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's like. Ah, like what are we gonna do? Yeah, you know, oh, how are we gonna be cap compliant? Yeah, they're in hell. They're in hell. They're a team that can't stay under the cap, and they're a team that's not very good. So the only the big thing that the big X factor for me right now is the coach. Yep, yep. they bring in a very good coach mm-hmm. and do. a coach that coaches the way that Vegas wants to play, mm-hmm. more akin to, um. Their first coach, uh, who's Gerard Gallant, Gerard Gallant, whose name slipped my mind there, mm-hmm. um, more akin to Gerard Gallant, but with a little bit more emphasis on defense. He's kind of your perfect m- mesh of both yeah, yeah. of the coaches that they've yeah, had yeah, yeah. when you really think yeah. about it. Yeah. And so I think that that could save a lot of things. Patch Reddy was an excellent player when he was healthy last year. And so you could argue that, uh, 82 games of Phil Kessel is better than 34 games of Max Pacioretty or however many games he played last year, right? right. Well, it wasn't much. Phil Kessel's one of the most underrated passers in the league. Oh, 100%. Playmaker, yeah. one of the most underrated. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at them and I go, okay, you know, their save percentage was 20th in the league. This has been a big, you know, this has sort of been a hobby horse of mine throughout this, this thing. And I could see it staying there. Even though the goaltending itself gets worse, the coach comes in and and you know makes the defensive situation better, and uh, and a full year of, of a healthy Jack Eichel, right? A well, healthy- yeah. Is that not? I mean, are we starting to get into the Jack Eichel is cursed conversation? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. See that like. Just to me now, the team, this team is like a heel has to be good. Yeah. No, this team, this team is now like, you know, they were, it was championship or bust. And now it's like, yeah, we're going to try to make the playoffs. Maybe hopefully. Yeah. I don't think they do. I think, I think they're in for a fall. I, like I said, you might be right. My hot take. Yeah. You might be right. Steaming pile. O (laughs) poop. So uh, let's go to the Los Angeles Kings. How do you feel about going to the Los Angeles Kings? Okie dokie. They had a record of 44, 27, and 11 for 99 points. Yep. You know who played on Los Angeles? That was number 99? Yep. Good. Wilf Paymont. No, that was Toronto. (laughs) Toronto. (laughs) 
Uh, and a goal differential of plus three. Yep. Um, tell me what you think about the LA Kings. Uh, I like them for I like them for a top three spot in this division. Yeah. Um, I think Kevin Fiala is going to be a great addition oh, to an already huge. to an already very good offensive attack of a, offensive attack. I think they have to get a lot better on both sides of their penalty, both sides of their special teams. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, I mean, a lot of it depends on, okay, like last year, Jonathan Quick and Drew Doughty were fueled by Olympics, right? Yeah. And, you know, trying to shove it up everybody's butts. Yeah. Living on reds and vitamin C and cocaine. Yeah. The trucking. Trucking line. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know what you're even What a long, strange about. trip it's been. All right, moving on. Yes. I don't even know what you're talking about. Anyways, those two guys were fueled by those those yeah. factors. Yeah. How much they are going to continue to be and how how much they're going to continue to prove people wrong, I think will be a huge factor in how well this team does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, now you're you know, I mean I mean Kopitar's still the guy, right? Yeah. He's still the guy, but I really think that this is where the likes of Quinton Byfield, Arthur Kaliev, Rasmus Kupari, some of their young guys, if they can make that jump and make that advancement in their games and, and you know take that extra step, uh, this could be a very good team. So Dustin Brown's gone. Few other fellas, right? Choice mm-hmm. Detcher, Adam mm-hmm. you, you know, Olimata, Garrett Sparks. Yep. I only brought Garrett Sparks there as sort of a joke. But that was that was ironic, wasn't it? That yes. was an ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um the team had a plus three goal differential. Yep. They had the fifth best Corsi four in the league, the seventh best expected goals for percentage in the league. And the 17th best save percentage in the league. So mm-hmm. middle of the pack save percentage. So let's say that the save percentage stays the same. Jonathan Quick probably takes a little bit more of a step back. Cal Peterson, I think, Maybe is still on takes the, a step up. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, that he's on the yeah. rise in his career. Yep. Uh, Drew Doughty starts the year injured. That's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a big question mark. But uh, Kevin Fiala, man, that's a great addition. Yep. The thing that, that I think... Los Angeles is going to have to figure out that because you spoke about special teams that Montreal never managed to figure out is that Philip Deneau's not a great penalty killer mm. for being such a great defensive center. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. never put up great penalty killing numbers. Okay. In like his whole time on Montreal was on Montreal for like four or five years, right? No, five six years. Yeah. Anyways, he never put up good penalty killing numbers, and. uh you know, so it's it's kind of bizarre. Yep. Right? Like, it's just, but it's just it's something that they're going to have to figure out as well. And so I think they eventually will. But, like, all things being equal, that course C4 and that expected goals for percentage tells me that they are playing the right way. Yeah. And so then you get those guys taking those steps. Like you said, the Quinton Byfield is, is Sean the one Dur- that, Sean Dursey's another one. Sean Dursey. Sean Dursey, yeah. who got like some quiet love for the Calder Trophy last year. Right. Uh, he's another one. Yeah. Yeah. So as those guys. Trevor Moore, you know, those guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of those guys. Yeah. If those guys take their step within that team system, that's making scoring opportunities happen. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yep. And then Quinton Byfield and Sean Dursey and even, you know, Kevin Fiala now in this system, right? It, these guys are going to be burying those mm-hmm. scoring chances at a higher clip than they were last year. I, I think that um, I think that they're set up for some sustained success. If uh, if I may, if I may throw out that uh, that lukewarm to cool take. OK, yeah, I think they're de- in this division. I think they're definitely a playoff team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In this division, I yeah. mean, you yeah. know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they they have to beat Vancouver. And I mean, I wouldn't say the same if they were in the Atlantic division, but San they, aren't, Jose. They, aren't. they aren't. They're in the Pacific division. Edmonton Oilers, by the way, not. Why a f- are we? Go- I thought we were going in order of where they finished. Last- oh, Calgary won the division, right? Calgary won. the That's division. right. OK, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I, I thought that you were making a joke. Yeah. But uh, nope. Nope. All right. I forgot. I forgot that that they finished behind the team that they swept in the playoffs. Right. They didn't sweep them. It was a gentleman's was sweep. Is in five. I think. Oh, it was in five. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Edmonton Oilers forty nine twenty seven and six for a hundred and four points. That's five more points than the Los Angeles Kings, and a goal differential of plus three. Yeah. <laughs> we did it, guys. We got to the positive goal differential. Ah, no, 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 hold on. Don't, don't start scoring more now. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah, yeah. We did it. That uh, We're losing 5-2? Okay, well, we need four more. Okay, let's go get them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, th- that probably has a lot more to do. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I got a number wrong. Plus 38. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jackass? Where did you get plus two or three? I got plus three from the Los oh. Angeles Kings. Which oh, is at the top I, of I thought you just missed the eight on <laughs> Edmonton. <laughs> All right, so move that decimal place and then add on point eighth of a goal yep. and then move the decimal okay. place. Okay, plus 38. Yep. Disregard my snarky comments. Actually, you know what? That's a good rule of thumb. You should just in general disregard my snarky comments. Yep. Yep. They're normally based on faulty information. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am the personification of Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so plus 38. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, they're a good team. Yeah. And did you hear the, the rumor that they might be getting Jake Vertanen? No, they're not, I don't think. Oh, you don't think so? Eh? No, no. It, apparently, it's, uh, that's, that's, kind of, uh, that's kind of gone by on the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. They... Uh, <laughs> Seem to be on a on on a path to 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 trying to get all of the worst people in the league. <laughs> hey, did you hear Slava Voinov's coming back to the NHL? You know where he's going? Edmonton Oilers. Well, actually, Who needs the help on actually, defense? Actually, be a pretty good fit there. <laughs> <laughs> as as uh, only as a defenseman on the ice. Um, yeah, he'd be a good fit as a person off the ice too. I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Sorry, I didn't mean to say anything about bad about uh, Canada's favorite, most boring son, Connor McDavid. <laughs> Canada's favorite, most boring son has already, like, I think he's already set the tone. Yeah, this year, I think like so he's too. come out and basically said, "Okay, now is our time. Uh, there's pressure on us to win, and we have to go out and do it." And yeah. and I, I I like hearing that from Connor McDavid. Yeah. What I don't like about Edmonton is is they just don't they don't have a championship caliber defense core. They just don't. No. They just don't. No. I, I don't see a team with this defense core being able to win a Stanley Cup. I ju- I don't see it. Yeah. You never 
Like Darnell Nurse can only play half the game. Like he really, like seriously, he can only play half Guys, the game. Guys, 38 minutes. That's almost pushing it for him. Okay, come on. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Yeah. Um, you know, on honestly, like you're right. And when you look at every great goalie, think about the playoffs, right? Yeah. Think about the playoff runs with the best goaltenders, right? You think about last year. Let's let's gloss over last year. Let's go the year before. Let's gloss over last year. Well, no, because, because it doesn't apply. <laughs> no, but it, it doesn't apply because of um because of the goaltending. But what I'm yeah. saying is uh what I'm saying is Andre Vasilevsky, Victor yep. Hedman, yep. Ryan McDonough, right? Um the other guy that Montreal traded away. Sergachev. Sergachev. Eric Two Chernak, former Montreal. Eric Chernak. Eric Chernak. Like they, yeah. they've spent 10 years putting that defense right. together. Then think and about Montreal, right? Shea Weber playing the best hockey he's played in his entire yeah. life. Jeff Petrie. Jeff playing Petrie. Great. Yeah. Joel Edmondson, Joel Edmondson right? Yeah. You, yeah. You, then you look at, um, you know, Jonathan Quick's dominant years had. He aforementioned Slava Voinov. Yep. <laughs> but also Drew Dowdy in his yeah, best Jake years. Muzzin and and yeah. Jake Muzzin. Yeah, then think about the Martinez last time that Carey Price was was dominant. And there was um PK Subban was playing his best yep. hockey. And yep. Andre Markov was playing his best hockey. Goaltenders don't fix the defense. They add to the defense. Okay. My point is, is that you went and got Jack Campbell, and that's a gamble. Like, let's be honest, right? It's a gamble as to do you get a huge beginning gamble. of the year Jack Campbell huge or gamble. end of the year Jack huge Campbell. Gamble. But huge even gamble. if you get beginning of the year Jack Campbell, even at the beginning of the year, Jake Muzzin was playing excellent hockey. Yeah. Right? Um, what's the name? The guy that they got from, uh, they signed as a free agent from Vancouver um, on the Leafs. Anyways, whatever. They have a decent defense core. That was playing excellent hockey in front of him. Fine, I'll look it up. What what do you like? Okay, so I'll tell you who he was. I'm sorry. I apologize, everybody. Yeah. My point is <laughs> what the are point you talking about? The point that I'm they trying never to, signed anybody from Vancouver, did no, they? No, no. Um TJ Brody. Okay. Played on Vancouver. No, Calgary. Ugh. Whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's right. All oh, right. And then <laughs> you, Chris Tanov went to Van, went to Calgary right, to replace TJ Brody. Right. That's exactly. that's the uh, okay. that's the connection from that Vancouver. I was, okay. Yeah. Right. All right. But, but my my point is is that uh, is is that Toronto had some good defensemen in front of Jack Campbell mm-hmm. playing good hockey. My point is is that you don't fix your defense simply by signing a goalie. Yeah. And that's what uh, Edmonton has done. Well, yeah, but I mean, the Miko Koskin and Mike Smith thing just wasn't going to fly. No, again, it just was. It just wasn't going to. They had to go out and get an established goalie. I don't know that they've even done that yet. No, I mean, he put like Jack Campbell played his one hundredth game last year. Look, I said it. To you my know? money, he was the best goalie that was available. Yep, I said it. That yep. that doesn't necessarily speak volumes about him right or speaks volumes about the goalie the goalie market but right, uh right yeah jack campbell calvin pickard comes as a, uh as a um insurance Backup. policy yeah, yeah, yeah you know he's well it seems like not the best Stuart number Skinner three in the league be- right now calvin pickard i feel like he's constantly brought into teams yeah. to be a really reliable number three yeah. right yeah. he was on the lease as a re- really reliable number three recently my uh my friend texted me one day and said we just traded and got CP31. Calvin he meant Pickard Calvin 30. Pickard yeah, 31. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was good. He got me good for a while there. I was like, what? That was before I was even on Twitter, so I had like nowhere to verify <laughs> this information. Um, 
Stuart Skinner, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's, maybe when everything's said and done, he's the guy that grabs the number one spot. He might take that step. Yeah. He's highly touted. He is. Right. And yeah. he's been good for them. He's yeah. been good. So, I mean, I like the addition of Calvin Picker. It takes that pressure off of Stuart Skinner in the sense that, uh, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a viable number three option. It's not just because that's what was going on last year. Is yeah. that when they brought up Stuart Skinner, he clearly was not ready for that jump, and they were going, "Boy, what do we do now?" And again, again, like I mean, everybody's saying which Jack Campbell's going to show up the 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 October to December Jack Campbell or the second half of the season Jack Campbell. Yeah, I, I don't think either of them has to show up. You know what I mean? Like again, this is a team that just needs. Good goaltending. Yeah. That's all it they needs. They can outscore a lot. It needs good goaltending. Yeah. It doesn't need Jack Campbell to be what he was yeah. in the first half of the season with Toronto. And it it he can't be what he was in the second half. If he's somewhere like in between with some fairly decent consistency, Edmonton will take that seven days a week. So here's here's the thing. Here's what I like. Expected goals for a percentage, they're 12th in the league. If they have a higher expected goals for a percentage than most of the other teams and 20 of the teams that they're playing. Right. Right. And they're above water or close to being even with the other 12 mm-hmm. or other 11, I should say. Yep. That team is going to put up way more goals than, than any of the other ones. Right. Because those expected goals for a percentage, that's an average. That that average is yep. Connor McDavid getting a shot in that area or Leon Dreisaitl getting a shot in that area with a notable uh, departure, Zach Cassian getting a shot in that area. And it's very different. So the fact that they managed to be above, have their head above water, be middle of the pack for the advanced stats on this team. And then with that talent, it's, it's a good combination for long-term success, I guess is what I'm saying. That's what I like. The goalie situation is concerning to me, but not overly so to your point defense. And here's the big one both physically and uh, leadership-wise, Duncan Keith, right? Yeah. Yep. That's, look, he wasn't the world's biggest contributor on that team. You know what I mean? Like, it's I'm not letting any cats out of the bag. He was at the twilight of his career. But, you know, uh, much like a, an Alzheimer's patient that kind of perks up right at the end and then kicks the bucket. Jeez. You know? Wow. That was that was Shea Weber went, in his last you run. Went down, you went down that road, eh? Okay. I went down that road. That yeah. was Shea Weber in his last uh in his yeah. last season. That yeah. was not Duncan Keith in his no. last season. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but still he did uh he was a very he was a contributing factor. He was a he was essentially exactly what he needed to be on that team, which is they just needed something that was Commensurate to the a NHL. Guy, a guy. They yeah, need yeah. something that was commensurate yeah. to the NHL. And they yep. don't have a ton of that with nope. him gone. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a ton of that with him there. They they didn't. And yep. it's so it's yeah, it's a big concern. And they haven't replaced him, to what I see. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah, they've a big taken concern. some hits. I mean, Adam Larson, you know, Oscar Clefbaum. I mean, if those guys are still around, yeah. then you got you've got something, but yeah, they're, that's they're true. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know what I've, I've been saying? I've been sounding and talking very negative about this team, but I'd say all in all, I'm high on them. Yep. But it is just, it's it's just that they've just got the most glaring issue. You, you, did you watch Frasier? Yes. Niles said at one point, the only thing better than a perfect meal is a perfect meal with one small 
problem that you can nitpick at for the entire evening. <laughs> and so that's kind of the Edmonton Oilers, okay. right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you've yeah. got a very obvious glaring problem that we get to nitpick at, right? Um, should we move on to the Calgary Flames? We should. The best team in the division. Oh, sorry. Sort of. Wait a minute. You have them down here as second place in the Pacific. That would be uh, what's referred to as a typo. You also have second place in the Pacific for Edmonton. Yes. Okay. We know. That would be right. that would be uh, what's referred to as a typo. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. Ken Campbell here. It may not look like it, but I do a lot of running and I actually do a fair bit of working out. And when I do that, I listen to a lot of music and podcasts, audio books, you name it. And it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 5,000 five-star reviews. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get your 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. The Calgary Flames, 50, 21, 11, for 111 points. That's seven more than the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. Fat lot of so good that, it did them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and, a, and a, a goal differential of, that's 65? My 85. Kinda, 85. 85. My yeah, printer plus 85. Screwed up on that one. Yeah. That's... Uh, Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. And then even you go to the advanced stats, Corsi, third best in the league. Expected goals for percentage, fourth best in the league. Save percentage, fourth best in the league. And that, I'd say, is more sustainable because they got the defense core to back up that boy, fourth do, best in the boy league. Boy, do they ever. Boy, do they ever. Boy, so do they ever. To me, to me, this team, I mean, Brad Trilliving did a remarkable job of salvaging what could have been a disastrous situation. Are you kidding? That guy raised and is sailing the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) He not only got it above water, it's seaworthy. Yeah. And, 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 and showing tours as we speak. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he did a remarkable job of that. But to me, this is a team that is still, its success will be based on its defense and its goaltending. Um, you know, I mean, they're better down the middle than they were. Yeah. I mean, now your top three centers are Elias Lindholm, uh, Nazem Kadri, and Michael Backlund. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, I mean, Sean Monaghan out. You know, Michael Backlund now this, the third line guy instead of the second line guy. Yeah. Uh, Kadri moves into the second spot. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, Huberto, obviously for the first part of this contract. Well, I mean, probably for a lot of this contract is going to be yeah. one of the better players in the league. I don't see him one falling of the better off forwards a cliff. In the No, no. Yeah. Well, especially since he's going to probably be playing with, uh, who he's probably going to be playing with Lindholm and Toffoli, right? Mm-hmm. That'll, those will probably, oh, and uh, man, I mean, that's a ridiculous line. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that, that's, line. that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but this team's defense is, 
par excellence. I, yeah, I I don't know that. Like, does Colorado have a better defense core overall than Calgary? Maybe I I I think they're pretty close as a Kale group. McCarr is as the a best group, player as a group, of the group yeah, but I'd yeah. say that Calgary might have a better defense core. Yeah, all, in as terms a, of as a group, like my goodness, like Oliver Shillington's going to be on their on their five bottom, six. Yeah. Their five six. It's going to be probably him and Zadorov. Yeah, right. And Weger might end up being the number one defenseman on this team, Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, like he may very well end up, you know, being with. Uh, Rasmus Anderson is their number one guy. And yeah. then Hannafin and Tanev, you know, are three, four, whatever. Like, but that is, that is ridiculous. Like that yeah. is ridiculous. And Jacob Markstrom is, I think he's proved that it, this is not a fluke, that he is a, he's an elite goalie in this league. So to me, I mean, it's all well and good to talk about what they did up front and how they, how Brad for living, you know, sort of saved everything up front, which he did. But this team is going to win on defense and goaltending. Welcome to Daryl Sutter. And coaching, and coaching. Yeah, welcome to yeah. Daryl Sutter's yeah. world, right? Yeah. Like that's exactly yeah. how he'd want it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I would say, um, you look at Jacob Markstrom. He uh, was very good in Vancouver. He was good in Vancouver, and then he have elevated to become very good in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh when they um when they got the new goalie coach about you know three years ago or something like that I think it was his last year or second to last year in Vancouver but he was always on that trajectory of becoming very good and so it's rare with goaltending that you see a linear trajectory yeah in terms of you know started out well you never see moderately it with highly you talented. never see it with goalies anymore no very yeah it's yeah. true yeah um so anyways my my point is is that. If there's one goalie or, you know, one of a couple of goalies in the NHL that you can that you can essentially take to the bank that they're going to bounce back, it's a guy like Jakob Markstrom because he has been excellent. Yep. And he has uh, proven that linear progression. So now maybe he does take a step back from last year, but we're not going to be talking like a huge leap. We're not going to be talking right. whatever. The biggest thing that they have to do is they have to find a way to slow down even more, especially the Edmonton Oilers, their old nemesis, their old rival, right? They have to find a way to slow those guys down on the rush so mm-hmm. that Markstrom can get his timing on the rush. Because the thing is, the thing that's so difficult for, and I was thinking about this because I was thinking like, I was kind of running through that thought process. Okay, if I was Markstrom's goalie coach, how would I practice this? How do you practice Connor McDavid coming down on the rush. There's only one guy that can do that. Yeah. And his name is Connor McDavid. Right. And right. he's not calling you up saying you want to go practice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? The, the D it really, the onus has to be on the defense to deal with that speed because essentially that means that the goalie can't practice it. He just has to see it in a game situation and maybe can be better mentally prepared, or maybe they can do uh, vision or VR training or whatever. There's a million things that they could do, but at the end of the day, by the time that he's actually on the ice and smelling the ice and feeling the cold and you know what smelling I mean? Smelling the ice? You don't you don't take time to smell the ice when you well, play? Well, I smell the arena, but I don't really smell the ice. Well, I don't know, the whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Stale popcorn, bad yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. You know? well, and opening your hockey bag and sticking your head in is like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it really is. I spray myself my wife, down with- My wife thinks it's awful, but it, to me, that's one of the most beautiful aromas in ever. Yeah. Is when you first open your hockey bag. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I spray myself down with uh, anti, whatever, uh, antimicrobial or whatever after every okay. skate. So my yeah, stuff yeah. smells like nothing. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Anyways, wow. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like the smelly tackle box, right? It's like bad luck yeah. if you if you clean out your tackle box, right? Right. Which might be why I never catch fish because I always clean out my tackle box. <laughs> Anyways, my my point is is that uh, I like the team a lot. I could see them win the division again next year. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. yep. You know, yep. I just there's no weakness, and there's a lot of strength, and I mean the addition. Of Uberdo is just, it's, it's again, speaking of linear, you know, a linear line, Uberdo came into the league and was good. And then the next year got better and then better and better and better. Yep. And it's not to say that he's going to continue to get better and better, but it is to say that we haven't seen his career do this. Right. Right. And we've seen Kachuk's career do this. Yeah. Right. But I mean, still, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not trying to say that Kachuk's bad and I, and, and certainly, I'm not trying to relitigate the trade, but I'm just saying that going into this year, are you certain that Uberdo's going to have a good year? You're pretty sure. Yeah, you're pretty sure. Sure as anything. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> so that's that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. So we've seen we- Johnny Gaudreau's career do this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm going up and down for those that are listening. <laughs> My hand is going up and down. Yeah. So, are we are we gonna so are we gonna pick uh, order finish here? Let's or do it. Order finish. Okay, I have number one, Edmonton Oilers. Number two, Calgary Flames. Number three, Los Angeles Kings. Number four, Vancouver Canucks. Number five, Anaheim Ducks. You'll notice you're not hearing Vegas yet. Number six, Seattle Kraken. Number seven, Vegas Golden Knights. Number eight, San Jose Sharks. All right. So I actually didn't, I I like kind of, I didn't think of this in advance. I like kind of doing it off cuff. Okay. Off the cuff. So I got number one. I'm going to say Calgary Flames, number two, Edmonton Oilers, number three, Golden Knights. You've got them ahead of Los Angeles? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Number four, Los Angeles Kings. Um, I mean, five points separated them this year. I could see it being five or less. So do you see it? Do you see it as a four and four for the wild card? Or are you, are you taking, are you saying LA is out of the wild card? I haven't thought that far in advance. Okay. Yeah. You, you'll get to that at the next episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, LA Kings. Then I'm saying Seattle Kraken. Then Anaheim Ducks. Uh, no, sorry. Seattle Kraken. Then Vancouver Canucks. Then Anaheim Ducks. Wow. And then uh, San Jose Sharks. You're last. really down on Vancouver, right? Eh? Wow. Okay. I just, I like, I like Boudreaux. I like Boudreaux a lot. There's aspects of the team that I like a lot. Bo Horvat's fantastic. Elias Pettersson can be fantastic. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to just dump all over the Vancouver Canucks, but it's just yeah. uh I just I don't think that they've addressed their biggest issue in defense. And okay. I don't think that their offense is like the Edmonton Oilers, where I can no, just say, not, yeah. Oh yeah, the defense can just disappear for a few weeks, they'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. So that's that's where I that's where I come down on it with that. Okay. That All right, good. Should we get out of here? I think so. All right. Check us out. 
KenCampbell.substack.com. Check out Hockey Unfiltered on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter. Check out uh, at underscore Dillinois at Ken underscore Campbell 27. And stick around for we will be having the next episode coming out probably very soon after you listen to this. We're going to record a couple of them today, actually, for the Central Division. So stick around. Well, no, don't stick around. Listen next week. Take care.